The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday, November 25th. November 25th? Yeah, we are sailing through 2022. One We're month away. to Christmas. Yeah. One month away. Wow. All right, good morning. How the heck are you? 529 right now. Uh, numbers came out for Canada's World Cup game. And so in total for the World Cup in 2018, the past one that just went down, uh, about half the world tuned in um, at any point in time kind of thing. Uh, 3.5 billion people tuned in to watch. Uh, just Canada alone, though. Let's just talk about the game against Belgium. The men's side, first game in 36 years. How many people do you think uh, tuned into that bad boy at one point in time type it, of thing? It felt like everybody was tuning in. It felt like nobody is working. So I'm going to say 20 million. 20 million? No. Was that too, too that's, broad? That's ambitious. Uh, <laughs> 3.3 million people tuned in at one point to watch the live broadcast on like TSN, CTV, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. I really thought, obviously, I thought there was going to be more, but I feel like anybody I talk to is like, the World Cup, the soccer, I must go. Ah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's pretty impressive just to see like a number like that. I think it's like one of the highest... Um, watched shows on on TSN and tuned in. Uh, comparison to the woman's side, though, I thought this was very interesting. So the woman's side is extremely successful as well in Canada. And when they were going for an Olympic gold medal, when was that? Two years ago? Uh, they were playing Sweden in the gold medal final. Yeah. Maybe a year ago. Yeah, it was only last. 2021. 20, right. Yeah, last summer or something. 4.4 million people tuned in to watch the woman win gold. So that's that's pretty exciting as well. So soccer's growing. You love to see it. <laughs> and uh, Canada's next game, Sunday, 9 a.m. Okay, get up early. Set those alarms. <laughs> I'm finding Black Friday to be a lot of pressure. Pressure? Yeah, I'm, over pressure? I'm overthinking it, Sean. Well, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. Uh, <laughs> because I don't want to miss out on a deal, but I can't think of anything I need apart from a vacuum. And we so... I just keep being like, but what if I haven't checked all the flyers? What if I miss something? And then on Monday, I realize I need it and Black Friday's over and I'll have to pay full price. You're not a hoarder, though. No. If nothing comes to mind, if all you need is a vacuum, just go get that vacuum. Is that okay? Like, what if I miss a good deal, though? <laughs> you don't have to worry about it because you don't need it. Okay. It's that simple. But when you are worrying about everything, mm -hmm. if you can just keep your eye out for car batteries... <laughs> And worry, take my worry out, okay? You just do the worrying for me. So when you're doing all that stuff, just keep car batteries top of mind as well, okay? Well, I will. What are friends for, Sean? I'll overthink for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> NASA officials, scientists, just came out the other day saying, 2030, yeah, sure, humans living on the moon. It's 2022, just about 23, seven years from now. I don't get how seven years from now they can possibly say that we're going to be living on the moon just amongst each other like when i think of living i wonder what their definition of like oh yeah we're gonna have humans living on the moon is like are we going to be sending them up in spaceships for like a month at a time yes and that is considered living that's what i picture is like oh they've just kind of put some spaceships onto the moon like you can't walk out into space with a t-shirt and shorts on and be like i live on the moon now so i've acclimated <laughs> yeah when i picture living i'm picturing like you got a house there you're going like walking the dog going to the grocery store type of thing because i'm just like well so they're gonna go for a month at a time and then like drop off all their garbage and stuff and then come back is that like what the uh, they're thinking right now well i think that is a very valid question is like what do you 
you do with your garbage? Are we in? Are we shipping our garbage back to Earth? Yeah. From the moon? Are we just sending it off into space? Or are you like a zero waste kind of colony up there <laughs> where you're like, we eat every bit of garbage that we make? Oh, so and many questions here. With it after. In- <laughs> I love how it's just like we're going to be living there in seven years. Like, it takes seven years to, like, build a building here sometimes. Like, you know, like to repair a pothole takes seven (laughs) years. Like, to do anything, it feels like it takes at least five years. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be living on the moon, which, however far away it is, we're going to make it happen in seven years. Yeah, good question. I did look. It takes three days to get there. So (laughs) if you had to come home for a funeral, you might have time. Yeah, Tiny little town in southern Alberta, only 8,400 people live there. Tabor made Mm. national news yesterday. And not about corn. (laughs) For once in their lives. (laughs) Not about corn. Yeah, I woke up from my nap, and this is literally the only thing I would open any social media. Boom, ostrich. Boom, ostrich. I was like, what is going on in the world? I thought I woke up in a new time. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently, a farmer had 20 ostriches escape his farm yesterday and they were wreaking havoc on Tabor, running around the streets. And then the RCMP were chasing them, trying to catch them and get them back home. The video is so weird. It is so, so weird that it's just amazing at the same time. The video I saw that was posted was, I believe, the farmer in the passenger seat, the RCMP just ripping around, chasing ostriches (laughs) on like the main roads in Tabor, and then the farmer leaning out the passenger window, trying to grab them (laughs) as they drive beside them. It was so funny, and so many articles that I read are just clarifying like that's the recommended way to catch an ostrich he's not like hurting the ostrich by grabbing its giant neck but i have so many questions like my first one is uh why do you have 20 ostriches like i was like i've never really had an ostrich steak or anything like are they eating them yeah i wonder if it's just like one of those like pet farm kind of things where they have like more like just those unique animals that like you take kids to and it's like it's just like llamas and ostrich, ostriches and, and 20 ostriches. To yeah. Look at. Take your pick. <laughs> um, my other question, like once he did get the ostrich around the neck and catch it, does he have to walk back with it to the yeah, what farm? Is the Are you bringing it in the truck with you? What happens when you actually get a hold of it? Yeah. Does it peck your eyes out? I mean, I think they have giant feet. Do you put it on a leash? I don't know. Yeah. What was the next move there? <laughs> And then I just kind of had this thought when watching that ostrich run along. Yeah. Is the road runner like that? Meet me. Oh, yeah. Is he an ostrich? I think it, it's it's part of the evolution change. So I think a road runner is just like, I think the common name is a road runner. But it's just like we like moved up from like apes. I think maybe they moved up from like. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, the ostriches I think it's were, part of the family, for sure. Yeah, they were sure looking like road runners yeah. yesterday and, and staying true to their name. What a crazy day. I Hilarious. love it. <laughs> I found the perfect app for you, Steph, that will help you with your 7,000 emails that you have in your work email going on right now. This is exciting, but I don't feel like I'm a... I need help, but thank you. No, go ahead. What, what, what is your email <laughs> count at right now for your inbox? Load it up, uh, because uh, as you're looking, I'll just uh, just kind of keep on going on about this. So do you use Gmail as well for personal? Yes. Do you know how Gmail has that like kind of promotion and social, and it has those subcategories where mm-hmm. it kind of hides off those other emails? Yeah. It's kind of what this app 
does if you don't have the Gmail. Oh. Okay. okay. Do, you, do you have your inbox open over yes. there? Yes. What are you at? Uh, in my inbox, 17,611 emails. Stop. They're not, those ones are open. There's Stop. only 38 new. <laughs> I'm going to go home. That makes me so sick right now. Oh my, 17,000? Yeah, 611. 17,611. Oh, I am like visibly shook right now. <laughs> okay, uh, so this app. Holy crap. Is it going to help me, Sean? Do you not delete things? <laughs> no, because what if I need them later? And then I just search. Oh, Everything is a search for I me. Like, right who now. sent me an email in the last couple of days I haven't replied oh, to? I am actually shook right now. <laughs> okay, so this thing does what Gmail does, essentially, and it puts it into, like, oh, these are your social ones. So it, like, groups it automatically that oh. way, and then it groups promos this way, and it groups other things this way. It just recognizes on the base of the email, it'll throw those into there. And what this app also does is that it will ask to unsubscribe from things and it will do it for you so you don't have to find the unsubscribe button go to their web page and then do all that information it'll automatically fill all of that out as well so if you click on one of those random newsletters that you seem to subscribe to all the time that i want to subscribe to okay sure. <laughs> You and then you you go across one and you're like, why am I getting this? It'll have it already. It's, it'll ask you, do you want to unsubscribe? And then it'll do all the work for you, and then that'll cut out six hundred of those emails. Wow. Okay. Okay. Like, I mean, I could get it, but I'm a little bit nervous. What if I don't get my like email from Bass Pro Shops that tells me that socks are on sale, or or the one from Curiosity Canada that tells me about a great event happening in Calgary that I'll never get to go to? Yeah. What will you do? I don't. <laughs> No. <laughs> Regular fixture at Raptors games is Drake. He's always sitting courtside. And I don't feel like they usually write articles about what he's wearing on the courtside. Unless it's this one where he decided to come out in like a teddy bear coat. That's not just, you know, right now in fashion is the teddy bear kind of material. But this one actually has real yeah. full-size teddy bears attached to it. This is hilarious. I kind of like it. A no. Little bit. A little bit. If I had like a billion dollars, I would like a type of thing. So I bet you it's not cheap, but it looks good. It does seem like it has like pillows for your arms <laughs> built in with these teddy bears. I do think it would be a good kind of house coat, kind of couch invention. But to sit on courtside and be in high fashion, it seems a little bit strange. To yeah. Me. Yeah. So, so picture like a glorified robe is what we're looking at right now. And then kind of where like a chest pocket would be on a, on a button up shirt. Uh, just on over top of both of uh, on both sides, uh, there's two teddy bears, like two children teddy bears, <laughs> like attached to the, the robe essentially, and it looks hilarious. But I kind of like it. Okay, so maybe you are Drake's audience, because to me, I'm just like, have celebrities lost all touch <laughs> with the world that they're gonna walk out in this outfit and be like, all right, this is what I want to wear to the Raptor team. Not only that, it's warm like yeah. they're indoors are they not sweating to death that's the thing I, he's got to be a sweaty man underneath all that but i think it was a missed opportunity because it was raptors and everything why show up with bears oh you know and then the the mascot made fun of him <laughs> at a, a future game i think after seeing that and the mascot came out with a coat on that resembled drake's but then he put little stuffed toys of him 
on top of his coat like Drake did with the teddy bears. And I think that's what he should have went with in the first place. It's just raptors on the coat. Totally, because they do say that Drake is the unofficial mascot of the raptors. So come on, man. Step up your game. Where's your T-Rex costume? <laughs> T-Rex. Hello? Hello, Diana? Oh, hi, I've been waiting for this phone call. Good morning, Diane. Hey, have you started your Christmas shopping yet? No. Good. Actually, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right. Yeah. Well, we want to let you know that you're going to be doing a lot of your Christmas shopping over at Peter Pond Mall. You just won a $500 gift card to Peter Pond Mall because you qualified to win Mix Up the Lyrics earlier this week, and we just drew your name. Woohoo! Thank you so much. You have just made my day. I hope we made your week, too. <laughs> you did make my week, yeah. It was a pretty good week, but yeah, this is like the cherry on top. Hello? Hi, is this Josh? Yes, it is. Oh, man, how are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. Yeah, just um, I am currently in Gibsons, B.C., so currently looking at the ocean from the place that I'm staying at. So very, very beautiful scenery here. <laughs> you are doing very well then. Much better than freezing cold Edmonton, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edmonton is pretty cold too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How long are you in Gibson for? I've just been here for a week, just on a, a bit of a writing recording trip. Love so it. yeah, it's been really nice. Like it's been nice to get away from the snow. Um, I mean, we only have had it for a little bit, but it's never really super welcomed when it does come. Oh, for <laughs> sure. No, it's been really nice here. Yeah, a break from the snow anytime is a good break in my books. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about Love is Blind, if you're willing. Um, of course. If you could just like maybe tell me the story about writing the songs and how it happened. Yeah, so basically there was a, a record label. They're called Hard Music, and they approached me uh, about two years ago. And so this was pretty like early into the pandemic, I had just gotten laid off of my part-time job at the time and was kind of just like trying to, I was almost at the point where I was doing music full-time, but I wasn't quite there yet. So I was still working another job as a waiter and uh, just got laid off and then had this label reach out to me and ask if they could pay me to write and produce 10 songs for a project that they were putting together. And uh, they just needed to be very, like, upbeat, happy, like, kind of borderline cheesy songs um, that were not the vibe of my my usual project. And so they paid me up front to do these songs. And at the time, it was, you know, it was great just work on these songs. And so I did those songs for them, sent them over, and then they kind of just, like, got them mixed and mastered. They actually got them mixed at the uh, at abbey road studios in london which is where the beatles recorded which is kind of cool as well wow and uh yeah it was really really cool when i found that out and uh yeah now two years later i'm having the songs appear on love is blind which is yeah again it was a surprise to me because um this label the way they do things is they sign a lot of songs in volume and they don't really like because they're signed to them, like they don't necessarily need to tell you when a song gets placed. You kind of find out in your like year end review statement or something. Wow. And uh, I just had a bunch of friends texting me and just saying, Hey, I think like, is your song in love is blind. And I just kept saying no to everybody. Like I got like eight or nine messages and I kept saying no to everybody. Cause I'm like, 
I'm pretty sure I would know that. And then one of my friends sent me a video clip and it was one of the songs that I did for this project. And to be quite honest, I completely forgot about doing that project because oh I, I did them two years ago and then kind of just, I just forgot about it really, like to be honest. And when I heard it, I'm like, oh, it's like one of those songs. <laughs> and it wasn't like, it was funny because it wasn't out under my name. Like my artist project name is Josh Sahanta, which is my actual name. And I put those songs out under an alias, which is Jay Swift, which is the cringiest name ever. But I was listening to a Taylor Swift song <laughs> when they asked me what I wanted the alias to be. And I was just like, okay, 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 what do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, J T Swift. Okay, I'll just go with J Swift. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, yeah. And now, and it's funny because I kind of thought that no one would ever discover that. So I'm like, I don't really care if the name is cheesy, like, I'm never going to tell anybody about this project and it's just going to exist out there and no one will ever have to know it was me. And now this happened and now everybody knows. That's so funny. The funniest thing I find about Love is Blind, so my co-host Sean and I just absolutely love that show. Like we can't get right. enough of it. And even during the pandemic, my husband and I were trying to stop watching TV. So we put the TV away. But then we discovered right. Love is Blind on our weekends that we were allowed to watch it. And we ended up bringing it back out to the living room on Thursdays <laughs> when it was getting released. <laughs> it was that good. I've heard, I've heard a, a very similar story from a few people that it's brought them out of their TV hiatus. So it's, you're definitely not alone. It's so funny. But then I always feel like the songs they choose are really kind of savage. Um, in the sense that, like, the people are having this super hard time, and then the songs always explain exactly what's happening in the moment, and we watch oh, everything man. with closed captions on, so we're like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics just too deep. Yeah, yeah, they're so good. Oh, my gosh. It's so cool that you had this project happen. So do you, are you thinking, you know what, that worked for me? Maybe I should change my name to J-Swift, or... <laughs> No, you know what? It's it's like a little nice side project. And I, I have like a lot of little random side projects that are kind of just like I'm getting royalties from that aren't really the kind of music that I'm passionate about making. And so I'll probably just leave it and let it have its own thing and, um, you know, just collect royalties off of it and it can just do its thing. And then <laughs> Um, but yeah, my main project is kind of like my, my baby and, uh, that's kind of my biggest focus and, um, just releasing new music under, under my name, um, is kind of like where my promotional priorities are, but this is definitely still nice to have on a resume because, you know, like I did write and produce these songs and, uh, in my little basement studio during the pandemic. So it was kind of cool to have that kind of note, um, I guess, recognition for it, but. For sure. And I yeah. love that your friends actually recognize your voice. Like what a high compliment to be like, nah, that's not me. And they're like, I think it is you. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And it was, it's, it's funny because the only reason I trusted the last friend who texted me was because he plays in my band. And I'm like, okay, if he, you know, if he thinks it's me, then this is definitely something worth paying attention to. But like, yeah, a lot of people were just, like, even some people that I haven't spoken to in years um, just messaged me and were like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while, but I think I just heard your song on Love is Blind. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, interesting. I'm pretty sure it's not me, but good to hear from you. <laughs>
That's amazing. Now, tell me about your Love is Blind journey. Have you watched it now that your songs are on it? Or are you still avoiding it? Uh, it's not. You know, it's funny because I've gotten this question a lot. It's not that I'm avoiding the show or, like, not watching it. It's more just that, like, I don't watch enough. Because uh, in the CTV um, article, they were they said that I don't even have Netflix, which is true. But we just got rid of it because... You know, they keep raking up the price and like it was like $25 a month we were paying for the 4K like top of the line subscription. And we maybe watched a Netflix show like once every few months. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, why are we paying for this? (laughs) So I got rid of it. And then this all happened. And I didn't even have Netflix, so I couldn't even go check it for myself. (laughs) I've now seen the episodes that my songs are on with no context, so they completely made no sense to me, but it was definitely still cool, and I can see why the show is addicting for people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's quite enough yet to pull me out of my, my Netflix uh, hiatus. <laughs> That's okay. I honestly do feel like we're being subscription to death. By the time we're done paying Netflix and then Amazon Prime and then Disney Plus and then AMC Movies, and I found out about Paramount Plus the other day and Discovery oh my goodness. Plus. I was like, how are we... Yes. Not just paying a cable bill again. Like, yes, yeah, so we just got Paramount Plus, and so that's our new replacement. So it's not like I'm completely like not watching TV, but it's just the Netflix shows. After Cobra Kai for me, it was kind of like, I don't really know what else to watch on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you ever do get it back, of course, Love is Blind has to be the first yes, thing. That is definitely going to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more question. Tell me about your actual project that you are passionate about. Of course, yeah. So I've been releasing music under my name, Josh Sahanta, for uh, basically since 2017 when I graduated at the uh, university. And um, it's just been, you know, there's been so many changes to that process during the pandemic. And um, I just recently had an opportunity to work on a project of like wedding songs. Um, That's kind of why I'm out here in Vancouver. There's a label here that um, I've been working with called Skinny Dip Records. And they've kind of, they reached out to me also about two years ago um, to start writing some like wedding songs and songs that would be great in like love scenes in a movie and stuff like that. So we've been doing a lot of um, like sync placements and movie and TV placements for like love scenes, which is ironic because Love is Blind is like (laughs) the thing that's popping off right now. But yeah, so I'm, I am I just released a brand new song called Someone Like You, and um, it's it was probably one of the most successful songs that I had before I even released it because it was used in a um, YouTuber video, and her name is Mia Mape, got like 4 million subscribers, and the video that she used the song in has like 2 million views, and I started just having people messaging me left, right, and center asking what the song was, and um then i put that song out and it did really well and i have an entire like ep to follow that up with now so i'm kind of just working on that and i'm out here in vancouver writing more songs for that project just because um for just sync placements it's been doing so well Mm -hmm. and uh but yeah like my music typically is more in the pop r&b realm um but with the of singer songwriter so i think like the artists that I compare myself most to and, and I and I get compared most often to would be like Ed Sheeran, Ooh, who does yeah. like the really like ballady love songs, but then also, you know, has his like pop realm as well. So I think that's kind of where 
I would seat my music at the current time. I love that. I'm going to have to take a listen. Ed Sheeran is probably who I would say my favorite artist is right now. Nice. That would be mine as well. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Oh, man. This is so great. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Um, And do you have songs like on airplay right now on the radio or more for a movie and video? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a few stations here, uh, I guess, in Edmonton that are that are playing me and um, I think most recently Virgin Radio just picked up uh, my newest song. And, uh, yeah, there's a song of mine called This Party Sucks, and that was kind of like my big radio song. And uh, that was getting played across Canada. And then I had another song called Wanting that was picked up by BBC Radio 1 in the UK, and that was kind of getting blasted across Europe. Um, and it was just getting kind of featured and picked up by different stations in Europe after BBC played it. So definitely have had a little bit of radio success i would say but um yeah mostly like the sync world has been kind of my my most recent focus just because the momentum has been really strong there really cool well man i wish you all the best i'm so excited for you and i really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us thanks so much for having me this is great want more of today's show download the mixed mornings and more podcast now available every weekday